Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Reading Project Podcast. My name's Ashley, and I'm your reading tutor and your host here at the Reading Project Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Anne Mitchell about IEPs and accommodations versus modifications. Anne actually lives in Castle Rock, Colorado, and I've known Anne for a while now, several years. I met her when I first ventured into the online tutoring space, um, and I've watched as her business has grown and she's branched out and, and does offers you know a variety of different things. But one of the reasons I wanted to have her on was because she has been able to take some training around um, consulting and helping families navigate the IEP process. So Anne is going to talk more about herself when we jump into the podcast. But before we get started, make sure you take a minute to head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review so that um, iTunes will push out the podcast to more families and more people who we can help and support in their reading journey with their kids. And don't forget that the Teachers Make Money Online Summit is happening now. So if you are listening to this podcast in February, this podcast is going to air uh, February 18th. And the Teachers Make Money Online Summit is happening <laughs> if you're listening in February, February 18th. And Anne is actually going to be one of the speakers at the summit. She's going to be presenting on using Trello for educators as an or organization tool. I have over 20 speakers. I think there's about 26 speakers now um, participating in this summit, presenting on a variety of topics. I think this is one of the only summits out there like it where it is for educators, by educators, right? The majority of the speakers have some kind of education background. So we've been there, we know what that's like, and we've changed and, and grown an online business or an online brand in a variety of different ways. So make sure you head on over to yourreadingtutor.com. You should see a banner right there where you can click to get a ticket and catch some of these amazing presentations. All right. Hey there, welcome to the Reading Project Podcast, where I help you build stronger readers one episode at a time. I'm Ashley, and you're Reading Tutor. My experience as an online tutor, classroom teacher, and the mother of a reluctant reader has allowed me to bring a fun and effective approach to building stronger and more confident readers. I created the Reading Project after working with dozens of families in my business that needed support in helping their readers at home. I want parents and caregivers to know that you don't have to be a teacher to help your struggling reader. I'm here to help with book suggestions, homework tips and tricks, tools and ideas for tackling reading, writing, and spelling work at home. I am on a mission to help you develop a culture of literacy and a love of stories with your children. Let's do it. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Reading Project Podcast. I'm so excited for my guest today. I have Ann Mitchell with me, and I have known Ann for quite a while now through the <laughs> online space, and we've even met in person, which is kind of rare, I guess, these days with online uh, businesses. So welcome, Anne, and thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to join you today. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to jump right in, and let's talk a little bit about your educational background and sort of what you're doing in the literacy world today. Okay. Well, I'm a mom of four grown kids, but when they were little, I actually had a son and daughter and then doubled our pleasure and had twins. The twins had their own little language going on. So they ended up being in a preschool for kids with disabilities. And because of their little twin language, they had speech therapy services. 
So during that time is when I fell in love with special education and chose to go back to school, become a special educator. And I was, uh, I actually taught for a few years in Colorado. And then one of the twins ended up struggling in middle school with emotional disabilities. So she went back on an IEP and I decided to stay home and start tutoring. So I tutored in the library and at my clients' homes and everywhere around town. And I'm thinking, driving is a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to see more kids. So I chose to, in 2017, I chose to go straight online. Everything was online. So now I tutor homeschoolers during the daytime, and then I have a couple after-school hours. So that's what I do. I'm a reading tutor, Castle Rock Online Reading Tutor. Yeah, that's great. And I know in the last year or two, you have really focused some of your professional development on IEP consulting and, and helping families navigate that process, right? Yeah. My Orton-Gillingham training and working with kids with dyslexia, many of those, not all, but many of them have or are placed on an IEP. So it helps me kind of tie the two things together, Um, being a special educator, a parent, a child with (laughs) my own child used to be on an IEP. So it's kind of on both sides of the fence. So I decided to go ahead and help parents if they're if they need um, any suggestions with the IEP process or any kind of goals or what yeah. next next steps are yeah okay so, so if someone is listening right now and they have no idea what an IEP is could you could you help explain it briefly for us an IEP is an individualized education plan, and it is a federally based program. So um, it's like the federal government sends funds to the states, and you have to, every state is different. I'm in Colorado. North Carolina might have different rules the way their schools are run. I know some states give funding to homeschoolers that are struggling with or are placed on an IEP. So Colorado doesn't do that. But an IEP mostly is to prepare children for employment, independent living, and future education. Um, And it provides free and appropriate education for every child. So if you hear FAPE, there's a lot of acronyms in the IEP world. So (laughs) yes, yes. I think in the teacher world, right, we have our our own lingo and acronyms. And that's part of what we do here at the Reading Project is sort of helping to, you know, help clear up, provide clarity for for parents and caregivers around what all these terms really mean. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Exactly, sure. So a big part of the the special ed conversation, I feel like, is modifications and accommodations. And that's definitely part of the conversation around IEPs Mm -hmm. as well. So can you help explain what is the difference between a modification and an accommodation? Well, they're easily mixed up. An accommodation allows students to learn the same material as their peers. So like, for example, spell check for, let me 
like one of the students I work for, they use Speechify, which is an app on your phone. They take a picture and then it can read it to them. So it's like a a, a text-to-speech kind of program. So that will allow the student, like in middle school, with all those science vocabulary words, to learn the same material as their peers. So that's the, an accommodation. Um, a modification would change what the student is learning, like less material, less homework. Um, I'm thinking of maybe a spelling test that a ch- that the classroom is working on has 20 words on it. They are allowed to get maybe 10 words, or their words are based on Orton-Gillingham or one kind of pattern that they're learning, something like that. So, you know, accommodation lets them learn what everyone else, and a modification is modifying the curriculum. Right. And I'm thinking of even um, episode 17, where I had Katie LaRue come on, and she was talking about assistive technology for, for students, and that's largely an accommodation right? Mm-hmm. Assistive right. technology. So yep. if you're interested in more, more examples of what accommodations might look like, you can definitely check out that episode. That's um, episode 17. So I thought that that was a really good episode. And we talked a lot about some specific accommodations. So mm-hmm. different uh, apps or tools, things we can use to help students access the, the curriculum. Yeah, right. Yep. And then um, modifications. I really love how you put it. How you said that's really changing the requirements. It's changing yeah. what the student has to do, has to complete. Right. Yeah. So how do they fit in an IEP? Are they both part of an IEP for most students? Um, within the IEP process, you would label your goals, set your goals, and then they would come and State testing is a big thing, so you have to set your accommodations for state testing, whether it's teacher ed directions, extra time, um, a separate setting even, so that they don't bother anyone else. Um, yeah, it is part of the IEP itself. So everything is documented. Good. Okay, great. So if you have families that are coming to you and they don't they don't know anything about IEPs. This is their first time. What advice would you give families that are going through this whole IEP process? I usually tell them like three things. The first thing is I know it's stressful. It's your own child. And usually they start off with the RTI process, the response to intervention, for like it seems like forever. and because as a parent you want your child to get help and everyone thinks that an IEP is the right thing sometimes it's just a little tweak maybe it's a little intervention that they need a teacher sitting right next to them or reading directions in the math and then uh, I told tell them that the team process is a team. You're part of the team. So make sure that your knowledge is known. You're with your child. And another thing is the data. It's based on data. So if your child is struggling, usually homework is 
what for a third grader maybe should be 45 minutes an hour at the most yeah well i've heard parents struggle and say it takes hours upon hours to get this homework done well that's the kind of thing that you need to keep track of if your child is doing any kind of um we're looking into equine therapy for my grandson and that kind of thing. If you're, if uh, any kind of therapy, tutoring even, if they have tutoring twice a week for 30 minutes, make sure you document that. And mm-hmm. then when you go to the meeting at school, then you'll have all these, well, she gets help with this and this and that way they know how much time maybe they need on the IEP. I think you said uh, the first one, it, it can be really stressful for parents, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like, it, it, it is hard. Like that's part of, unfortunately, right, it is part of the journey. That number one yeah. that you talked about, how it, it can take time. Like it can take time. longer than you maybe want as a parent to get to that IEP Right. Part. I hear that a lot with my one-on-one tutoring clients. If they're going through that process, just feeling like, you know, we have to do this intervention for this amount of time and then yeah. come back and look at that. And is it working? And then we tweak it again. And um, I know that part can be really hard for families. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point. Like that is the way it is across the board. Like you're not being targeted, you know, picked on. Like it's not just your family who has to wait a long time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that being part of the team. So, you know, we're all about empowering families and empowering parents mm-hmm. to feel like they can speak up and have a voice in this process and and be hands-on with their child's education because you know parents like you said parents know their student you know they know their mm-hmm. child best and they see them in a in a different way than a teacher right. you know in a right. different setting so that's yeah. important right and then keeping track of some of the the different data points you talked about like is your child taking longer than expected to do mm-hmm. their homework yep that's great Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. All right. So I always ask my guests, what is your favorite children's book, either from your childhood, or it could be the book you're using right now with your own students or with your grandson. Just like to talk about books at the end. (laughs) I think my favorite book is The Secret Garden. Once you read that, I read it actually when I was a little bit older because my daughter was reading it. So I chose to read it and it just, I love gardening so Mm -hmm. that I could just picture, visualize as I was reading that secret garden. I wish I had one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think you're the second guest I've had to say that's one of their all time favorite books. Um, It is a really good one. And that's interesting to read. Like I, I I remember reading it when I was younger and then listening to it again with Michael and just picking up on a lot of the more like adult themes um, that Mm -hmm. I didn't notice the first time I read it. So yeah, it definitely brought up a lot of good conversation (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anne, for being here today. Where can people find you on social media if they want to follow along and learn from you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I also have a website, Castle Rock Online Reading Tutor, and that's across all three, um, and also YouTube. 
<laughs> Great. Awesome. And if you are listening and you happen to be an educator, make sure that you catch the Teachers Make Money online summit because Anne is going to be speaking on Trello, um, using Trello as an organizational tool for educators. So oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Anne. Sure. Thank you for inviting me. Let's go. All right. I just got done talking with Anne Mitchell. And she gave us some really good examples and some and some clarity around what is the IEP. So here are my top takeaways today. IEP stands for Individual Education Plan. If you um, if you're unfamiliar with that, it is a federal program. Most schools get funding and the different guidelines for creating the IEPs. Those could be a little bit different. I'm from state to state, like what that process you know, what it all looks like. So depending on where you are when you're listening to this, you want to make sure that you check on your state and, and see what's unique about the IEP process where you live. I love when we talked about the difference between modifications and accommodations, because I think a lot of families hear these terms and they don't necessarily know what they mean. And it can be really confusing and leave parents feeling super overwhelmed. So an accommodation allows students to learn the same materials that their peers are learning. So it's some kind of a tool that helps them navigate their curriculum, right? It gives them access. So you can actually go back and listen to episode 17 where I had Katie LaRue on and we talked about assistive technology and some specific accommodations that allow children to access the curriculum. So that sort of explains accommodation, I think, a little bit better. And then modification really is a change in what the student is learning or how much, like uh, like if it's a volume thing. I think Ann mentioned spelling tests. So if everybody's doing 20 spelling words and your student is doing 10, that is a modification. So it's a change to the curriculum or the expectation for your child to to help them, right, to help meet their needs. Often there are accommodations around testing in an IEP, so it might be extra time or a different environment to take the test in. So I hope that helps clear up the difference between accommodations and modifications. Make sure you listen to Anne where she talks about her advice for families navigating this process. All right, thank you so much for listening and until next time, keep reading. Thanks so much for listening. And if you know anyone who might be interested in joining us and listening in on my podcast, I would love for you to share it. And I'd also love to connect with you on social. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. All my links are in the show notes. Make sure you head over to my website at www.yourreadingtutor.com to sign up for my newsletter so you'll be notified when new episodes come out and any new promotions or services that I'm offering. You can also find my free signature three-step reading reward system on my website. You'll be able to download it and just get started right away helping your struggling reader to reach their potential. Keep reading. See you next time.